Welcome to the Real Talk with Real Fit Pros podcast, where fitness professionals learn to get what they're worth. With over 30 years of combined experience in the fitness industry, Jonathan Loudermilk and Mark the Fitness Ninja Zolmanoff share their expertise in helping fit pros work smarter, earn more, and design a business that they love. Learn about effective social media strategies, organic marketing, client acquisition and retention, and whatever other shenanigans John and Mark bring to the table. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Real Talk with Real Fit Pros. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Real Fit Pros. It's your boy, Jonathan Loudermill, your host with the most. And as always, I got Mark the Fitness Ninja Zalmanoff with me. And we've got a pretty jam-packed episode for you guys today. We're going to be getting into the uh, the business side of things. So we're going to help strengthen that side of your mind today. Yeah, yeah. But before we get started, if this is your first time checking this, this episode, I just want you to relax. You know, go ahead, pull up your rice and your protein, because I know damn well you got that in there. And then you probably got some hot sauce. Might as well sprinkle a little bit of that on there so you can help the chicken go down a little bit better. And I just want you to just enjoy the show. But... If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, umpteenth time, you know what I'm about to ask you. I need you to help us help you by liking, sharing, commenting, screenshot this, tag us at FitProBros on Instagram. It really, really does help the channel get out there. And once again, me and Mark are on a mission to help our brothers and sisters, you know, not just get paid with their worth but get with their worth in every single area of their life. So if y'all could do that for us, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, with that being said, Mark, how are you today, sir? So, so funny. You talk about rice and protein and hot sauce. My lunch was literally rice and chicken. Chicken thighs, by the way. And I'm doing fucking dry ass chicken breast. Um, and I had a sweet chili Thai sauce on it. So I had the sweet and Ooh, the spicy. You're mixing, it up. You're mixing oh, it up today. So good. Well, yesterday it was buffalo sauce. So if, you, today hey, if you get a little bit of that shredded iceberg lettuce, you can call it a special. Then it's a, then it's a, uh, yeah, that's like a high class bowl. You have to put your pinky up when you, when you, you do. Yep. And you charge $18. <laughs> There's this new place called chicken salad chick down the road from my house. Okay. Uh, clearly they're targeting women. I would assume. Like, Unless you identify as a chick. Yeah. Which whatever, whatever you want. Whatever. Um, so my, my first question was, are we talking chicken salad or chicken salad? You know what I mean? No, I don't know. There's, there's chicken salad. Like you can have a chicken salad, like oh, lettuce and tomato like, gotcha. and grilled chicken. I'm or is tracking. It, or is it chicken salad with mayonnaise and, and stuff that's not even really healthy? It's just delicious. Well, it makes the chicken salad go down, though. <laughs> Very true. It's the latter, by the way. And there was, they were given away like for the first hundred customers. They just had their grand opening. Um, we have to figure out, seriously, as fitness professionals, this has always bothered me. And if anybody's got an answer for this, I would fucking love to hear it. We have to figure out a way to open gyms, training studios, even online programs, the way that these fucking food places open up. There were, there were, the parking lot was packed. I drove by, I was like, what's going on there? They were giving away like, you know, the first hundred people got like a free meal for a month or a year or so. I don't know something stupid oh, and there were like hundreds of people there i've seen chick-fil-a's open where people are camping out two days before 
because they give away like, you know, free chicken sandwich every week for a year or something. And, you know, somebody opens up a gym and fucking crickets. Damn. Like, how do we change that in our industry where people are actually lining up at the door? I don't have the answer to this. So I'm just well, I'm just throwing it out there. But, you know, nobody wants to fucking work out. I get it. And, and the Lord's chicken is way better. That's than, what I'm saying, man. Like, thrusters. free chicken sandwich for a year. Like, I'm already like, Mark, like, where, when's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> Man, we got to figure out a better way to to open gyms and places like like that that encourage people to show up and and get that excited and be willing to camp out and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like how I predicted your lunch. Yeah, that was (laughs) was solid. I mean, you had like a one in four shot, so it wasn't like... It's not hard, you know, it's it's that or two other variations of it. Um, By the way, this episode is brought to you by Celsius, the fine makers of my energy uh, day in and day out. My baby's still waking up multiple times during the night uh, so this this fantasy vibe is uh keeping the energy high over here in the zamanov household well before we get into the show speaking of babies i had a, uh, an experience this past weekend uh so mark you already know this but you actually hadn't heard me like tell the story really no i have not i'm excited not, not you would be <laughs> um so anyway so this is saturday and saturday is like the one day that like i don't work i don't do any of that stuff like that's me- time for me and it's time for our family which a lot of that ends up me being helping out my wife with like doing the heavy lifting with like watching our kiddo right so this is saturday morning it's like 9 a.m you know i go into our uh, our 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 daughter's room, Aria, I go into her bedroom and I see my wife sitting there and she just has this look of just like heavy eyes and just shoulders are down. I'm like, Hey, how's the morning been? And I kind of already know the answer. She's like been up since 3 AM. I was like, well, God bless you for like bearing that load for me as I was able to sleep in a little bit. So let's do this. Let me help you out. So I jump right into action going, all right, let me let me watch our kid and you can do all the things and go to sleep, go take a nap, right? So I grab my kid and I grab this thing called a boppy. If y'all know what a boppy is, basically it's a round pillow that looks like a donut cushion. Um, we use that to prop her up because when she's sleeping, she has like reflux, which I don't know why the hell baby's got reflux. I thought that was like an old person disease. You know? <laughs> so I feel like my daughter's like Benjamin fucking Button over here. <laughs> it's a circle <laughs> so, of life. It's a circle, circle of life, life, right? So I grab that. I grab her blanket. I've got her. And, you know, I'm still kind of not at full capacity. You know, I'm not what they call a morning person, per se, as we go through this. So we're walking down the stairs and we've got two flights. You go down, you hit a corner and you hit another long stretch. Okay. As I'm hitting that final stretch, I've got my daughter. It's like on the third or fourth step down. Um, I just felt my foot just shoot out from underneath of me. And it was in that <laughs> moment, I knew we were about to go for a ride. Now, I kind of blacked out. <laughs> I can't tell you like exactly like I did this. And then wait, I wait, saw, wait, uh, wait. We, we need the, the Morgan Freeman like... It was at that moment. It was at that. He fucked up. Uh, That's that's exactly what went (laughs) in my head. You know what I mean? So I don't remember exactly like I did this. I saw it was like way too fast. And and this is where I realized like we have instincts instilled in us Mm -hmm. that you don't know that you have until stuff goes down. All I remember is immediately like because I was carrying her with one arm. I grabbed her with both arms, hold her to my chest, and I ate. Those stairs with my left glute took all of it. And it was like, <laughs> dum, 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 dum. and I just remember seeing my kid 
head just banging <laughs> all over the place. You know what I mean? And I'm going down, I'm sitting there and I'm like, kind of like absorbing, like, well, that just happened. Right, right. And I'm feeling the heat in my glute. I'm like, something definitely got fucked up going uh-huh. down there. And I, but I hear my wife upstairs immediately spring up. I hear all the noise. I'm like, dude, she's got to be terrified because all she knows, like I threw Aria like halfway across the room where I landed <laughs> on her. Like I like like oh, gotta save myself. Sorry, Aria, just tossed her over there, you know. But as soon as I heard her, I knew my first thing was I got to make sure she knows that the baby's okay. But here's the thing with Aria: she sat there and we looked at each other for a second, and she didn't say a peep. But once she had processed what just happened, it was. <laughs> And just started freaking out. So I stay, I'm like standing up. So basically I'm doing like um, you know, with the kettlebell and you and you stand up with it, Mark. I can't like, the windmill. Not it's a windmill. The, yeah, yeah. Like we're holding or Turkish up. Turkish get up. Turkish get up. That's the one. So I basically did a Turkish fucking get up with my child, right? Using my <laughs> right leg because my left glute's like fucking done. And I stand up, and as the man that I am, I'm like that didn't hurt like walking around like i'm totally fine on and it, it definitely was setting it i'm not fine something fucked up <laughs> but i'm holding her and i'm doing the jostle going it's okay it's okay and renee comes downstairs and i'm like she's fine she's fine she's fine i held her the whole time i didn't land on her she didn't drop on her head or anything renee gets down she starts crying you know just processing all that and I'm holding Aria, and Aria calms down pretty quickly because she didn't get hurt. She just got jostled a little bit. Right, right. But by God, man, I was just like, I could just feel it in my glute. And then it was about like an hour or two hours later, I was like, I bet there's a bruise. There's got to be something. Because I didn't land on the bone or anything because Renee was like, did you break anything? I was like, I'm not 60 years old, Renee. I'm still in my 30s, right? Like, like, like I, I, know, I work out. <laughs> I know I know falls are the number one killer of old people, but you know, I don't need a life alert yet as we go through this. I just, you know, this definitely hurt myself and more so my pride more than anything. But I went and checked in the mirror, and by God, there's a big old black bruise on my <laughs> butt cheek. Still is to this day, still right now as we speak. A little visual for you guys there at home. Um, but what I learned from that was uh one. We now have the stairs covered with like this uh, adhesive tape. <laughs> it got some grippy shit on it. Yeah, man. It's like, it's not even baby proofing the house, it's daddy proofing it because my dumb ass fell down the stairs as we go through <laughs> this. But the other part of that too was like, wow, like there's just instincts in us. Like, I, I can't tell you that like I consciously did that. It all happened within a moment, but my first instinct was to protect. My first instinct was, I will take all the pain. I will take all the, don't worry about me. I got it. You're good. You know, so that was kind of a cool, like, yeah, you know, we we have these hidden talents and these hidden strengths that we don't realize in ourselves that appear when when they need to appear. So two things. This is, this may have just shot up to my favorite story that's ever been told on this podcast. And we've told hundreds of stories by now. <laughs> that's high I, praise. I fucking love it. Um you can you see videos on on YouTube and in places of things that parents do, like you just did that instinct that just kicks in. You're absolutely right, and it's things that you know, like the kid's about to get hit by something, and and the dad comes out of nowhere, just fucking scoops them up and and saves them, or they're falling and they catch them in weird positions. But you're you're so right, like it's it's in us, and it's it's really cool. It's not fun to go through it, but it's fun to see it in play of of how instinctual that is of not only our own self-preservation, but the preservation of our children. It's, it, it really is cool. 
Yeah, because like if I hadn't held her, I would have done like probably some crazy shit to save myself. Like I don't want to fall on my ass. Uh -huh. I would have grabbed the banister. I would have done something. But that wasn't even a thought. It was throw the boppy. I'm gonna I'm gonna take these these stairs like a man, and I'm gonna protect <laughs> my daughter. And guess what, honey? We're going down a daddy sleigh ride this morning. I <laughs> uh, love it. I uh, love it. That's great. One day, one day she will listen to this podcast. By the way, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, all right, so let's get on to our topic of the day. It is the last week of March. It is the last week of the month. It's the last week of the quarter. And something that I've been taught by my business mentors over the over the years, the last couple of years specifically, is something called a SWOT analysis. And we're gonna kind of walk you through what that looks like because I think it's important, you know, for a long time I never did any anything like this. I just kept plowing along and figured you know not figuring shit out really i was gonna say figuring shit out but i wouldn't figure anything out and then wondering why i wasn't progressing in my business and why things weren't getting better and then wonder well what should i do today i don't even know and so by by doing this in your business and i don't care whether you are a solopreneur and it's just you and you're running your business online or you know you're like our man josh riggs with multiple gyms and employees and everything like this is so important to your growth as a professional, number one, and as a human, really, number two. I mean, you can do this in other facets, facets of your life, but we're, you know, we're going to talk specifically about business today. So the SWOT analysis, get your notebooks out, kids, or your remarkable tablets. I still have mine. Dude, I'm actually getting one of those. You saw Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really want to admit that, especially to you of all people, but I'm halfway through my, my actual notebook and it just keeps showing up in my brain. Anyway, I just thought you'd want to know that. It's remarkable. Uh, anyway, so SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T, so not SWOT like the SWAT team, S-W-O-T. Each This is an acronym. And the first one is strengths. So you're going to get out your whatever you're writing on, you're going to write down strengths and you're going to write down all the things. This is the easiest one for all of us. <laughs> in my opinion, you're going to write down all the things that you feel you do really well in your business. For most coaches, I think the coaching aspect is number one, like, because if you're not good at coaching, you shouldn't be doing this anyway. You should always, <laughs> to be honest, John, like if you suck at coaching, you should not be in this business. Dude, I'll never forget. I met a coach. I was like, yeah, I don't really like people. I was like, <laughs> you train yeah, dogs? What do yeah, you you're you're going to have a rough time, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not going to have a good time. Um, Like that should always be on your list every single time. Like your coaching, your ability to connect with people, your ability to get results. And I know results are dependent on their action, but you should always feel, in my opinion, confident about the actual skill set of fitness and nutrition coaching, hands down. When we dive a little deeper into strengths, you know, we live in this age of social media. So some of you are fantastic at copywriting, making memes, engaging people on social media. And some of you are not. So if that's one of your strengths, write it down. If you are great at generating leads, you know, and again, another source of contention for most most business owners in general, much less fitness or people. Referrals. Or referral, all those things. So 
you know, really run the gamut of your business from the front end to the back end. If you're good at admin stuff, if you're good at sending emails, if you're good at follow-up, like whatever those things are that are your strong suits, you're going to write all those things down. And there's, there's a reason for all of this. So just trust this process, right? So the next one is W and W is your weaknesses. Now, again, if coaching is on this list, I may, I may push you to another profession, but this is where in the fitness realm, typically it's all the business stuff. It is the copy. It is the social media engagement. It is the admin work. It is sending emails, following up in a timely manner. Um, you sales. know, sales, sales. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, that's a big one. What else, John? That's, that's really the big one for most people. I think it's uh, growing and scaling like you, like, you know what I mean? Like a lot yep. of times, like we see coaches, like they get great at doing their own thing, but like they need the leadership skills. They need to know like, what does that look like from systems to like, how do I actually grow this thing where it's no longer about me? It's about the team, the vision that we're trying to grow here. Yeah. And, and part of the deal with writing down your weaknesses is figuring out, are those things that you specifically need to improve upon? Or are they things you can delegate out to an expert or somebody else who can handle it for you? And, you know, I'm a huge fan of, of staying in my zone of genius and outsourcing all the other things. The biggest thing I can ever think of is accounting, right? Like I don't do my own taxes. I haven't for years. I don't. And when you own your own business and there's write-offs and, and limits of this and that, and you can do this, but you can't do that. And every year it changes. Like, I don't want to touch any of it. Cause number one, I don't want to be audited. That sounds like it sucks balls. Um, and, and I would rather have a professional do it. So if you are not good at bookkeeping, accounting, keeping your numbers up to date, go hire someone. Like you're not a CPA. Don't, don't do it yourself. Um, but other things like sales, most of you need to get better at it. You're not going to have a budget to go out and hire somebody yeah. and pay them enough at the price points that we sell at to sustain anybody to make a living in sales. Well, the, the other part to that too is like, how do you know how to inspect what you expect if you've never done it, at least to a level where it's good? It doesn't have to be the great, the greatest at it, but in terms of generating leads and, and generating sales, those are all skill sets that I believe are non-negotiable. Like you need to at least develop those skill sets to some degree. And then you can look at, I want to delegate or I want to hire someone or outsource, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Because part of that sales process is understanding what your actual value proposition is. Yeah. Again, there's a million coaches out here. And we're all quote unquote selling the same thing. So why is somebody going to do business with you as opposed to me or John or or Josh Riggs or David Rowland or Cody Smith, like, you know, we all have something unique about us and we have to find that voice in the way that we sell and the way that we promote ourselves and the way that we so show up on social media in order to attract the right audience that we desire to work with. Mm -hmm. um, so weaknesses like that need to be worked on. And over time, you know, these SWOT analysis should be done every quarter. So at the end of every quarter, you're doing this over and over and over again. So you can look back and go, okay, that used to be a weakness, and now I feel better about it. It may not quite be in the strength category yet, but it should be going somewhere. It either shouldn't be a weakness anymore because you hired out, or it shouldn't be a weakness long-term because you leveled yourself up and, and figured out what that skill set was that you need to do. Mm -hmm. uh, the next one, O, is opportunities. So this this you can view this many different ways. Um, you can view this as are there events coming up that you can go promote yourself at 
you know, our, our, like in our area, there's a lot of uh, races that come up in the spring, 5Ks, 10Ks, stuff like that. For some fitness businesses, that's a great opportunity to go get yourself out in front of people, get your face seen. I know our guy, Victor Fernandez, just did that recently at a half marathon and looked like it went extremely well. He had a table set up. His wife and his son were out there. They were passing out swag. But that that was an opportunity for him to go grow his business. Something that was really only in this time frame. So you're looking at the next three months of like, where's the opportunity for me to go grow? So maybe it's networking meetings, maybe it's advertising, maybe it's events like that. Um, you know, Jerry, Jerry Hanley, another great example. He has opportunities by doing strongman show or strongman competitions and powerlifting competitions at his gym. That's an opportunity to promote what he does, to draw in more clients. So those go on the calendars. Okay, these are opportunities that we have in the next quarter to grow our influence, our bottom line, and whatever. Um, you got some? Yeah, you, you could read it on my face. Yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So let's talk about online opportunities. Let's say there's someone that's been on your radar that is an influencer per se, um, that you're like, man, it'd be great if I could partner with that person on a Facebook group or a or an offer online or a program or an affiliate relationship. That's a that's an opportunity there, right? For example, um, we were just given a very large Facebook group um, that has a ton of our ideal clients for the, my other company, Smart Shark, and that wasn't something that I planned on, but it was something that showed up, and it's like, hey, this is a great opportunity for us to spend time and energy on seeing what we can cultivate over here from a business generating aspect. So, same thing that uh, Mark is sharing with the offline stuff. Keep your eyes open for the online opportunities too, because you may just be one connection or one Facebook group away from finding something that could be a huge value add for your business. Even things like getting on podcasts. Yeah. You know, if you, and we'll talk about initiatives after this, but if you want to set an initiative to, hey, like I, I want to get on more podcasts, there's an opportunity to grow your audience, to grow your influence, to partner up with people who aren't doing what you're doing, but their audience is your ideal client. Yep. You know, like I, I think uh, Mills Bender is a great example of that. Like she's a financial person. Well, you know, we, we know health is wealth and those two things coincide tremendously together. So partnering up with people like that that are outside of your industry is also a huge opportunity that I don't think a lot of us really ever take advantage of because mm -hmm. we're so stuck in our little bubble of, of health and fitness. We don't think, you know, if I got with some financial planners because their clients have money, <laughs> <laughs> and and they seem to care enough to want to stick around and be able to spend it. Maybe they would invest in their health a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and that's a great point is like, there's obviously the wellness industry that you can find those verticals like nutritionists and chiropractors and physical therapists and doctors and all those things. But to Mark's point, you know, you find those outside uh, industry influencers and businesses that have connections to who you're looking for. That's a great, great example, Mark, of people that you can get in alignment with and, and find ways to add value for them, but also get value in return. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, the T is threats. Usually, and, and it's funny because John and Josh Riggs and I went through this last year doing a SWOT analysis. And a lot of times the threat is the person in the mirror. Mm -hmm. because you you're not willing to get out of your own damn way and and let things happen or you're you're too controlling or you're not open-minded enough to try a new approach or a myriad of things most of the time the threat is you um 
for those of you who have employees, like losing your employee is a threat. Now, it may not even be on the radar, but anything could happen. They could get a better offer. Like I got a coach in my gym right now. And the first time we sat down to do this, I said, one of my threats is you leaving. And he kind of looked at me. I go, dude, if somebody came and offered you like six figures right now, I'd be like, bye. Like, <laughs> like go, go take it. Like, you know, I'm not going to stop you, but that's not on the radar. But what if, what if something happened to him physically? Like, what if he died? What if he got injured and couldn't work anymore? Like those things are threats. So sometimes the threats are things that you can neutralize like yourself. You can go, okay, you know, what is it about me that's holding things back from growing? And other things are things that just need to be on your radar. Um, again, in this business, client retention is always a threat, 100%. Because if you lose too many people at one time, it sucks and it hurts. <laughs> that's probably the biggest threat in the fitness industry is client retention. Mm -hmm. and, and if you don't have a pipeline in a way to fill those gaps quickly, it can get bad real fast. And I've seen it happen time and time. It's happened to me before, you mm -hmm. know? So you, you, those are things to look at and go, okay, well, how do I then neutralize that? What do I do about that to make sure that that doesn't remain a threat? It's funny you mentioned that, man, because a lot of times when you think of threat, you think of the outside enemy, right? Competitors or, you know, things of those nature where those aren't the, the, the threats that actually take someone down. It's always the enemy from within mm -hmm. that takes you down. It's kind of like the age old saying of those, it's the ones closest to you that hurt you the most as you go through life and business and all the things. So I think to Mark's point of, you know, taking that critical look of what are the internal threats, which a lot of times that can be us, that can be, like you said, the people that we have around us. Um, that's something to definitely look at at least once a quarter. But in all transparency, I look at that stuff every single day and every single week. And allows me to make my decisions on how I want to move forward with things. That's funny, John, because like I don't even look at the external as threats. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Because well, yeah, listen, man. listen, if you're a coach and lifetime fitness comes to your town, they're not a threat to you. They're not taking your business away. You can you can blame them because I, I know people that do that. Oh, well, you know, how am I supposed to compete with you're not? That's not your competition. Right. I got clients that have memberships at Lifetime Fitness. They ain't your competition. Right. Um, okay, so after you do this, great. Now what do we do? <laughs> now, now we got a list of things that you're good at, you're bad at. You got some opportunities, some threats. So you use this information to set your quarterly initiatives for the next quarter. So once you've gone through this exercise, now you look at the next three months. So we're again, we're at the end of Q1. So you're going to look at Q2 and go, okay, how do I double down on my strengths. Now that you've written out what you're really good at, you should get, do more of that. You know, we've talked about that a thousand times. Like, how'd you get your last five clients? We'll do more of that until it stops working. We're always trying to look and do something else different, right. like, but that's not broken. Just fucking do more of it. Right. Right. Um, your, your weaknesses again, back to, do you need to grow as a human being? Do you need to learn a new skill set? Do you need to delegate out, figure out what that looks like? opportunities, make sure that you are taking strategic action on the opportunities that you have over the next three months. And then the threats, you know, it, are there things you can do to mitigate that? So when we look at client retention, for example, are there ways you can engage with your clients better? You know, I've talked about my gift giving process before. So we have benchmarks of time with all of our clients where, you know, they get a gift when they sign up at three months, they get a personalized gift at one year, they get another personalized gift. 
and and I love doing those things because number one, it shows my appreciation for my clients, but I know it aids in retention because people feel valued. They feel like they're being seen. They feel like even though you're providing a service for them, they still know that you care beyond just what that service is and that coaching relationship. So those are things that I've done over time to help increase my client retention. So that threat gets diminished. It never goes away. Yeah, but it definitely gets lessened. Yeah. So I think to that point, you know, you have your quarterly objective or initiatives that you're going after. Um, one of the biggest things that I'll share to make sure to do is like have a set time each week where you're reviewing and looking at what did you do last week? What are you doing this week? Because that's where, once again, it's like a weight loss client. Hey, we're going to have this three month goal, but we're not going to assess or reassess at all. We're just going to we're just going to run and see if we're there in three months. Then we'll see. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's easy to get lost, especially in business as you're going around here. So set up that weekly time. Like I do mine on Mondays, you know, it allows me to reassess. How was it last week? What are our targets this week in order to move literally the chain down the field? You know, kind of like getting a first down in football is how I see that. And if you're doing that each week, and you look at the end of the three months, that's how you're going to end up like, okay, wow, like we did really great this quarter. Yeah, that's a great analogy. You know, it all comes back to our the client journey that our clients go through is the same journey that we have to go through to grow our business. And you're absolutely right. It's so easy to just stop doing things and forget because we're quote unquote busy. Yeah. You know, like if you have a goal that every week you're going to post a, a client testimony and you're like, great. In the first two weeks, you do it. And then you skip a week. You're like, oh, fuck, I, I meant to do that. And then you do it, the, the, you know, week four. And then a month passes. You're like, fuck, where did February go? Right. <laughs> it's so easy to get lost in it. Because, you know, so many of us live Groundhog Day. It's the, you know, we're kind of doing the same stuff every single day, which is not a bad thing. But it's really easy to, to forget what those initiatives are. And then you look up and go, fuck. Like there was a reason that you set that as an initiative. That's the thing we have to remember. There's a reason you said that thing was important. Mm -hmm. So just as you coach your clients on why they need to drink water and why they need to warm up and why they need to whatever, like we have to do the same thing. We have to treat our business the same way. Mm -hmm. Yes and amen. So there you go. SWAT, S-W-O-T, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. Every quarter, the end of the quarter, sit down, spend some time. Don't do it hastily. Like really look at what you've been doing, what's working, what's not working, where do you want to go? Mm -hmm. You know, I know we have some clients in Fit Pro Collective that are like just fucking super happy. Like they are stoked with where things are. They don't really have a desire to to do much bigger because they like their life. Awesome. Keep doing those things. If you want to grow and scale, figure out what that needs to be. And you have to do these analysis. You have to analyze what's happening and set those targets for the next quarter. So you have a roadmap to follow. So you're not doing like I did for years, just going, Oh, just, what are we doing today? Here right, we go. Maybe right. I'll make a post and maybe I'll send a meme to somebody and we'll just see right. what happens. Fucking. Yeah. So last thing I'll share is like, when you do this, like, don't, don't do it in your normal work environment. Like get outside, like go, go rent a space that we work or go to somewhere where you can actually get outside of another environment where that you can really focus. It makes a big difference on like the clarity and the creativity you're able to generate just by getting in a different isolated environment versus doing a SWOT analysis while you've got your computer up in your home office. Um, and you're getting all the beeps and boops and distractions, like you're not going to be able to get as much clarity that way. So like make a day out of it, you know, go out and 
rent a place and get lunch there or whatever you want to do with this. And you'll walk away with a, a lot of impact from that day investing in that. Absolutely. So get it done. If y'all got questions, absolutely hit us up. We'd love to help you. And uh, John, all, all of this, all of this that we talk about is really with one goal in mind. Oh, yeah. What's that goal? Going out there, getting what you're worth. Yeah. Yeah. Damn good. Damn good show. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you found value and entertainment in our content. Listen, we love helping fit pros get paid what they're worth, and we have something we would love for you to take advantage of. Absolutely. So go to fitprocollective.com forward slash bootcamp to download our free business bootcamp on taking your training business online. This is no BS sales pitch. This is actual strategies that you can implement right now to move your business forward. Finally, again, if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and review. Let us know what you think. Thanks again for listening to Real Talk with Real Fit Pros, where we help fit pros what? Get what they're worth. Yeah.